Hi, everybody, and welcome to Four Horsemen of Roleplay. Uh, we're having a little bit of an off night tonight because, uh, unfortunately, Thorgrim, played by Jason, and uh, Azicius, played by Ron, couldn't make it tonight. So we decided for our DM, Andrew Brock, That's and me. me, Josh, who plays Baz, to sit down and we decided to do a little theory crafting, uh, basically having fun with the rules. We were talking about it in the food court uh, since we couldn't record and didn't want to leave you hanging. And we didn't want to rebuild Avenger characters, so we thought, you know what, let's make a guy that moves real fast and hits you real hard. So we came up with, I guess, the Flashbarian or whatever you... Or the Murder Missile. It's the Murder Missile. Yeah, probably the Murder Missile. Um, not No offense to any missiles who may be listening, uh, but this one's probably better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we decided to take two different approaches. First approach is strictly Player's Handbook. I'm a fan of sticking with just one or two books because it gets real complicated real quick, and if you just stick to the player's handbook, it's a little easier. So, this is our idea behind uh, building a character. Uh, a, the uh, no real home rules. Uh, we didn't no. do any homebrew or fancy. no real house rules other than what you hear us play with every day. Because um, I'm sure you all listen every day. <laughs> you better be. For two weeks. For two whole weeks. Oh, wow. We have 14 episodes. We do. Ooh. So um, the other thing is no magic items. And actually for our player handbook character, there's no magic whatsoever. No. Uh, the first one's uh, relatively straightforward. Uh, we start with a wood elf and a barbarian. Yep. So um, two levels of barbarian for a wood elf. Uh, the Wood Elf has a base speed of 35 feet. The Barbarian gets us some interesting advantages. It'll, It'll give us Reckless Attack, which at the start of your turn you can gain advantage on all of your attacks, which is just going to be one. And uh, Danger Sense, which is nifty when, com uh, when combined with a Rogue later. So the other cool thing about uh, Wood Elf is that you can attempt to hide even when you're only lightly obscured by... Foliage, heavy rain, falling snow, or any other natural phenomenon. Keep that in mind for later when undergrowth might come into play. Yeah, so we decided to take these two levels of Barbarian and then multi-class over to Rogue, which meant that we have to have at least a 13 in Dexterity, which is no problem at all since that's your bonus for Elf. Yeah, the elf gives you two extra dexterity. We put our 13 in there using the standard array of 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, 8. Uh, so that puts our strength to 15 and our dexterity to 15. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we decided to throw our 14 into constitution because barbarian gets bonus to AC off of constitution. Also extra hit points, so you'll be a little more survivable. And then uh, we basically kind of dumped around the rest of them. Uh, intelligence 10, Wisdom 9, including your plus one bonus for uh, Wood Elf, and then a 12 Charisma, because we figure we might as well be able to scream at somebody in intimidation whenever uh, we get finished with murdering their compatriot. From way downtown. From way downtown. So there's two ways that we could do this. One, we decided we could either... Run up and melee the heck out of you. And for that, in Rogue, we decided uh, Assassin. 
would probably be the best yes. tree to go down. Uh, with an assassin, you already get the sneak attack uh, from being a rogue, which triggers when you have advantage, and barbarians can do reckless and naturally give themselves advantage. And since they only get one attack, you're going to get sneak attack every time you swing and connect, which is somewhat likely. And then also you have um, the ability to use Mask of the Wild to hide pretty much no matter what, unless it's a clear, bright day. Yeah, so if you've got thick bushes on the side or some cloud or a fog, uh, a couple of little rocks, you can find some reasonable excuse to hide somewhere and get within pouncing range. Yeah, and I think that a lot of DMs would probably give you natural cover from, like, maybe you made a smoke bomb, maybe uh, you throw down a couple tanglefoot bags and get a, a bushy topiary going on. Um, th- there's a lot of fun that I think could be had with that. Yeah. And then, uh, so we went ahead and built up an assassin, two levels of barbarian, eight levels of assassin. That'll put us to a level 10. Uh, that's math. Yeah. Uh, that would get us a total of, oh, I didn't do up how many sneak attack damage. So <laughs> every I other level. Four D six at that level because it is eight. You'll get the fifth one when you hit nine. We didn't go there on this one. Uh, we decided not to take any ability modifiers and instead take feats. So we took, for the first feat, we're taking mobile to get an extra 10 feet of movement. Also, mobility gives you two nifty little tricks. Uh, the first one is when you dash, which is a bonus action if you're a rogue, then you get to uh, ignore difficult terrain, which would be your undergrowth. Say you have a friendly druid that were to cast Entangle. Gives you something to hide in, gives you something that you can just speed through. At this point, with mobile, you're 45 feet of movement. You can dash as a bonus action, so you're zipping around at 90 feet. And anyone you attack, uh, which is just one target, they can't take opportunity attacks. So you can zip 45 feet to them, stab them once with your automatic inborn critical, then zip away 45 feet, which is faster than most people move, so it doesn't even matter that they get advantage on attacking you. Yeah, and then uh, additionally... Uh, for your third level in Rogue, you're going to get uh, the Assassin uh, ability, Assassinate, which gives you advantage on any creature that has not yet taken a turn in combat. And any uh, surprised creature is an auto-critical hit, is what Andrew was talking about earlier. So, <laughs> potentially... You could be doubling up your sneak attack damage, and the we decided uh, to go with rapier, but instead <laughs> of uh, instead of using it as a finesse weapon, we're going to be bashing a guy in the face with it. Um, Here's where the rules get a little weird. For reckless, you have to use strength modifier. For sneak attack, you have to use a finesse or light weapon. It doesn't say you have to use your dexterity bonus. It just says you have to have a light weapon. So this is sort of on the fringe of of playable but it's the rules and you can punch people with your rapier so that whole sticking with the pointy bit uh-uh, not how you play <laughs> uh and then um let's see what else did we get off of this oh um our second feat so at level eight for the the rogue uh we decided to go with alert and alert is going to give you a plus five in uh, initiative. Initi- initiative, which 
bumps up that assassinate by five. I mean, yeah. it's okay, probably st- 75% of the time you're outstripping everybody. Yeah. You're starting with a plus seven on your initiative. And if you go first, you're going to get your free uh, sneak attack because you'll have a free advantage, which you don't have to reckless for. And you're going to assassinate for an automatic critical, which is uh, a whole heap of dice. That's 4d6, a d8, plus your 2, and you're doubling the dice for the crit. That's going to be unpleasant for whoever's on the receiving end of that. And, as a bonus, uh, alert gives you the ability to never be surprised as long as you're conscious. And uh, other other creatures don't gain advantage on attack rolls if you can't see them. So, invisible foes don't... They basically walk up behind you and then... You turn around and meet them. <laughs> um, other than that, it was pretty straightforward. I, I mean, you get the standard uncanny dodge. You get evasion. Um, and that one is great with the Barbarian. Uh, with Danger Sench that they pick up at level 2, they get advantage on dexterity saves. Yeah. The Rogue, with evasion, if they succeed on a dexterity save, it's no damage. So... If they're sick of trying to run after you, well, you, you throw a fireball, and they're essentially immune to it. They're going to succeed. Yeah. And uh, you also, obviously, uh, second level of Rogue is Cunning Action, which lets you dash, ditch, disengage, or hide as a bonus action. So that's where uh, this is going to boost speed way up. Yeah. So we're starting out at 45 feet, standard, no magic. Uh, and then we double that every turn to 90 feet, which is basically like, I mean, if you're yo-yoing in and out, you're staying outside of anybody else's melee range. If otherwise you, (laughs) you decided to shoot your short bow, you could be standing at 150 feet away (laughs) and just slowly rain stuff in, uh, without them ever being to able to catch up with you yeah that kind of speed you can kite just about anything the 150 feet on a longbow is the the minimum range on it or the minimum the maximum of the first range increment well, that's the range you want to be at that gives you an enormous chunk to play with so if you've got wide open spaces you're good to go uh hiding is considerably easier when your ambush point is 90 freaking feet away uh, the only downfall is you're using that bonus action every turn to run extra fast so you are only going to get that one attack because rogues don't get the second one. And uh, what what did we decide? Uh, we tried to do the math out before we started. Uh, it was an adult dragon. Yeah, yeah. Um, a uh, an ancient red dragon uh, has a ancient. All dragons really have a fly speed of eighty and a breath weapon of ninety. So you can run faster than a dragon can fly. Uh, if it wants to sprint after you, it'll catch up to you. But if it wants to fly after you and do things, it's not going to catch you. So you get to kite it with a bow at 150 feet, which is further than the breath weapon. So we did the math on this one. And if you, you're you running, you're shooting an arrow, you're hitting it a quarter of the time for about seven or eight damage, uh, it'll take you about 30 minutes uh, in the game or 300 shots. Uh, but it can't catch you. So it's just sort of dumb. and i guess you know i hadn't thought of this earlier but if you got a compatriot if you're not alone somebody up there tanking the damage uh maybe maybe next time's build will be a super dodge barian or something (laughs) 
um, they are giving you constant uh, sneak attack also. Yeah. As long as there's an uh, another enemy to your enemy that you're attacking, within five feet of it, you're you're triggering that with ranged attacks every time. Yeah, so they can dash like a normal person and just stand next to things and you can rain arrows on it. Uh, this is not exactly a great build. You're probably not going to make friends with your DM, but it's definitely fun. Uh, you can run in, hit your one thing that your druid friend just thrown in tangle on, run out of it, and just do drive-bys all day. Now, al- alternatively, I guess if you're got a couple different baddies, maybe a, a group of minions... Uh, you can also always use that as a uh, either a hide. You can use that bonus action or disengage, which would just let you dodge in between all of them without getting the opportunity attacks, and then you've still got 45 feet to get to whatever you need to get to. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that one in a nutshell. Yeah, it wasn't too bad with health. It's uh, 2d12 to start out with, so you're maxing out a... You get 12, 12 on the first one. And... Um, and an 8d8 for hit dice after that for uh, the rogue. Uh, with that plus 2 in uh, constitution, that's going to be giving us... An extra 20 hit points at 10th level. Mm-hmm. I think that put our number at 24 and a half, 25 hit points, something like that. Or and... not 20, 75, my bad. Yeah. And then uh, we decided rapier and shield as the weirdest combination we could figure. So that's a 16 AC. You're probably getting hit if you're giving them advantage every time. Uh, Maybe not so much. I mean, big things are probably going to hit you. Yeah, it's hard to avoid it, even with a 16 armor class. Uh, So you're trying to leverage your speed to not get hit in the first place. And if you do, hope they attack you with dexterity saves. Yeah. And saves is going to be way your strong point. Yeah, because they don't get advantage on those. Mm -hmm. As long as you can see whatever's hitting you you're getting that danger sense bonus, and then you're getting the evasion bonus on top of it. Yeah. Plus, if you get hit, you always can do the uncanny dodge and cut the damage in half once per turn, right? Uh, yeah, at the cost of a reaction, which is not such a big deal. Oh, and the one thing that we thought forgot of earlier also, you can always rage. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you're a barbarian. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're not... Our build, you're not wearing any heavy armor... You'll get advantage on strength checks, which you got a 15 in there. You might as well use it. Um, you also, uh, whenever you make a melee attack, you're going to add bonus damage. Yeah. The, that is your uh, levels in Barbarian. Yeah. Which would be two in this case. Yeah. Uh, it's not we're bad. assuming no armor, so you get your two from uh, the unarmored defense. But and you, you get would get resistance armor. to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Yeah. So you're cutting that in half yet again. Yeah. It's not a total mono build. But it's uh, it's very singular in its design. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now let's see. Anything else? Oh wait, uh, expertise. You're getting all of <laughs> kind of uh, kind of half the benefits of rogue. I feel, uh, by multi-classing into it because you do get one extra uh, skill out of it. Yeah. So to me, you get stealth. You throw the extra bonus proficiency on stealth. And then you use it to sneak around and get that assassinate as many times as possible. Yeah, getting the assassinate is going to be an absolute bucket full of dice and damage. Uh, it might not one-shot the baddie, but he's going to know you're there. So, second build we did. We decided to go out to other books. 
we still kept it reserved. We yeah. just used Volo for a character and Xanathar for a class. Yeah. And then um, we still didn't do any magic items. So there's probably boots of speed out there. There's probably something else that you can add onto here to make it a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, but we kind of wanted to stay in the same vein as uh, the first character. Right. It gets very complicated at higher levels with... If you've got a wizard friend to cast stealth, if you've got boots of haste, boots mm-hmm. of whatever, uh, this is just simple baseline, no coin expended. So, uh, for our race, we chose Tabaxi, which is a cat people. Cat people. Uh, that is going to give us some really cool stuff. Um, cat's claws that you could use. Um, and they climb. Your... They give you an unarmed. They are a little slower than a wood elf. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only start at a base of 30 instead of 35 for Wood Elf. But Feline Agility gives you the ability to double your speed until the end of your turn. Uh, and then you can't use it again until you stay still, move zero feet on one of your subsequent turns. I absolutely love this because now your little stealth ambush point, uh, instead of being 90 feet away like it was before... Uh, at this point, at just a flat 30 speed, it you can still do the dash, and you still double it, so you're at 60, or, no, uh, 120, yeah, right off the bat here, right without bat. any of the mods. So it's 120, and then the next turn, you could still go another 60. Yeah. Which is 180 feet in two rounds, and that's nuts. Yeah. But we're not done. Yes. Because, again, we're going to take mobile... And we built this one up to level 11 just so we could secure one last uh, little nugget of goodness. So, let's see. Not only does Tabaxi give us what we need, but it also gives us proficiency in perception and stealth. There's the stealth we wanted. Which is stealth we wanted. Uh, We went down a different path, though. We did two levels in Barbarian again to get our uh, reckless attack. And we thought about... Going monk, maybe, because that gives us an extra 10 feet. Yeah, they are um, faster. They still get the unarmored defense, but a lot of their things use key, which sounds great, but those eat the bonus action. So yeah. you could go 10 feet or just dash for free as a rogue. It wasn't worth it. So uh, we got reckless attack, we got danger sense, and we got rage uh, and an unarmored, unarmored defense. And then we multi-class into Rogue yet again, getting our expertise and our sneak attack dice, uh, thieves can't, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Kind Still of... took mobility at level six. Yeah. And then instead of going assassin, we decided to go to Xanathar's Guide to Everything and pick up Scout. Yeah, Josh actually remembered this one special rule for it that doctors hate. Um, click here and we'll tell you all about it. Uh, they're not going to click, you, so... Oh, okay. I thought they clicked. Did they? Nah, I don't know. Well. So, uh, at third level, Scout gets Skirmisher. Uh, you get to move up to half your speed as a reaction when an enemy ends its turn within five feet of you. This movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. It is super mobility. You only get to move half your speed, but we already know that that's 30 plus mobility which yeah. is 40 so you're moving 20 feet away you get a 20 foot head start and if they had to move anywhere to catch you uh 20 more feet just might be out of range for them yeah so then 
on your subsequent turn, yeah, attack, jump out, run the rest of your 120 feet down the road if you need to. <laughs> I mean, that puts you out of a lot of spell range. Yep. Um, Message is only 120. Uh, we were looking at that as a possible <laughs> spell. And it's just faster to run over and whisper in their ear than it is to cast a spell to do that. So not only do we get that off of this tree, but because we went ahead and built it up nine levels of rogue, you also get superior mobility out of the scout, which gives you an increase of 10 feet to your speed. It also increases your climbing speed, by the way, by 10 feet, (laughs) which uh, your claws give you 20. That means you're moving at normal walking speed up walls. So, uh, that brings us to 50 feet with mobility, and we decided, rather, since we're not assassinating people... We don't necessarily have to go first, and we'll still probably get the drop on people with hiding a bazillion feet away. Yeah. So, uh, we decided to go magic initiative, uh, and we're specifically going bard with this one. Yeah. Because bard, we get two cantrips off bard... Vicious mockery, whatever, who cares? Yeah. And a first level spell. Longstrider. Longstrider. Um, Another 10 feet for an hour, no concentration check. Yeah. So if you're hiding in your little hide spot and you see him coming 300 feet away, you sprinkle a pinch of dirt on yourself and you go an extra 10 feet. It's not the biggest thing in the world, but when you don't have to go first, an extra 10 feet that you can do twice that gets doubled in the first round, that's an extra 40 feet. And at this point, we have 30 feet base, we have 10 feet mobility, we have 10 feet long strider, we have 10 feet from being a skirmisher. Mm-hmm. That's 60 feet right there, which means you move 30 feet as a reaction. Which is the speed of most characters anyway. Yeah. And then 120 feet in a turn with your bonus action. Dashing, of course. That's every single turn, ignoring... Uh, attacks of opportunity against whatever one thing you attack. Yeah. And then uh, we are going, where are we? 240? 240 for one turn. For one turn. So, so that bush you're hiding in is outside the first range increment for a freaking longbow. Yeah. The longest range basic weapon in the game has to shoot at you with disadvantage or you run up and stab them. Also, they have to see you. So, you may be getting uh, surprise rounds. Yeah, unless you roll a nat 1 or they roll a nat 20, they're not going to see you at that sort of range. Or, I mean, you could be 120 feet close to them. Yeah, and you wouldn't even need to To say close is just weird. Yeah, you wouldn't even need your crazy cat. Well, you go crazy cat and run 120 feet past them, just, (laughs) you know, taking out a noble... Maybe uh, <laughs> doing a, a little bit of uh, reconnaissance. Yeah, like you're the ultimate scout. Um, if you were to get in trouble, you can outrun everybody, uh, including that flying dragon, because it only goes 160 when it dashes. Oh, plus, we didn't even talk about this. Uh, there's stealth implications here. You're going at a base of 60 feet. If you are trying to maintain hide, that means you're going 30 feet per turn. So you use your bonus action to hide, you move 30 feet, and then you still have 
yeah, you your attack. You haven't broken stealth. It's it's fun. Like, once you add in those extra two books, you're not using uh, shady sources for crazy bonuses, but you're just doing silly things. Yeah. Also, uh, Tabaxi is such a cool themed yeah. character. Uh, we we decided for both of our characters, the Wood Elf and the Tabaxi, to go Outlander background just because it felt right. I mean, you're a barbarian starting out trying to integrate into society. Um, I don't know. I think I've, I feel like... So, 3-5, uh, one of the bonus books somewhere down the way uh came up with a rogue subclass that was basically like a bully boy like you were the enforcer for a there uh, were a hundred supplements oh, i don't gosh. remember it yeah so uh that's that's kind of what i feel this is like for me this wood elf is the guy that comes up and breaks your kneecaps cuz you didn't pay up <laughs> uh or maybe he's gotten because of his speed um Maybe he's a runner for the the gangs or the poshas in Kalimport. Yeah. Uh, about the running thing, we mapped it out, and D and D uses tactical speed, so mm-hmm. it's essentially walking uh, or a little trot. It's not a sprint, but this two hundred and something movement nonsense stuff comes out to twenty five, twenty eight miles per hour, which starts to be around maximum human sprinting uh, speeds. Yeah. So that's tactical movement catching up with Usain Bolt. Right. And if you're using some of the rulings online, maybe you you follow Jeremy Crawford online or uh, Mike Merrill, somebody like that. The uh, I believe that the, the official ruling is that you can take a dash twice in, an, uh, twice in a round. So go out, find out for yourself, and definitely ask your DM before you try any of these shenanigans. But it could lead to a bunch of fun. You could basically be the Flash. Yeah. I mean, even if you're only adding your speed again, 240 becomes 360 feet per second. So you're doing... Sorry, feet per round. Yeah. Which is still a 100-meter dash in six seconds with 60 feet to spare. Yeah. Uh, it's insanity. Yeah. There's there's a lot you can do with this silly little build. Uh, most of it is shenanigans. Yeah. And it, it, it's not optimized for anything really but speed, but we tried to keep in mind, like, well, you don't want to die as soon as you get up there. Yeah, yeah. You want to stay out of melee range as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, you have the ability with both of these to... Fire a bow, stay out of range, constantly plink if need be. And all this is important because hopefully the DM catches on to your shenanigans and first lets you do it, lets you have fun, lets you live your dream for a little while, and then reminds you that locked doors are a real thing, that caverns are a real thing. They'll restrict your movement. Porticulluses. Yeah. Yeah. How is Assume that I built one of these ridiculous things. Uh, give me one example of how you would DM against it. Not saying that the DM's against you, but... Um, a swarm would be good. You can't hurt it too much. And even though I can't quite catch you, I can pen you in. If you put that swarm in a cave, be it a bunch of spiders, which their webs wouldn't necessarily slow you down much unless it was a physical block, mm-hmm. uh, that would be one thing. Uh, also, while you don't slow down in difficult terrain, moving at that sort of speed 
there would occasionally be an acrobatics or an athletics check. And you took one of those skills, athletics. Mm -hmm. Acrobatics just never fit into the build. Mm -hmm. So there would essentially be a dexterity save to avoid falling. But I wouldn't say dexterity save because then you'd have advantage and just laugh as you skipped over it. Right. So you have to hit them where you can uh, to bring things back in. Because if this would be a power play character, you can't let that stand. D&D is not about winning. So these thought exercises are fun, and I do want to play this character. You can't abuse it or... Yeah. I think that one of the things I would do is set up, like, zigzag uh, obstructions. So, like, half-height walls, maybe, like, leading up to a temple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, additionally, you could uh, put some archers up on... Maybe a dais or a, a a guard's walk or something like that. Enough archers can hit a target. Yeah, you throw five goblins with bows up there. You're hitting with one of them a turn, probably. Maybe yeah. two. Especially if you're reckless attacking. Um, I think maybe... Uh, additionally, you can always narrow... Maybe a bridge. Narrow your, your uh, lane that you can traverse. Bridges, chasms, lava. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of ways to contain things. Uh, once you start throwing exhaustion levels on, there's speed halves. Uh, exhaustion is a great solution for all of your DMs struggling with an overpowered party. Mm -hmm. Keep them up. Keep them awake. Yep, just harass them. Pester them. Then... Although with our elf, he only's got to get four hours and he's good. <laughs> Yeah, and he doesn't actually have to sleep. Elves are bastards. Yeah, that's the moral of the story. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tabaxi are cool. Elves are bastards. Well, yeah, you got cat folk and elves. I definitely take cat folk every time. <laughs> um, although if you're in, I, I guess it depends on how you're playing. Like what setting you're in. I kind of hate having to constantly fight that. Uh, being the other uh, like elf can pass but you're a big furry mod jaguar looking dude yeah uh that's suddenly like every time you go to it provides role playing uh but usually it's probably going to be sideshowish yeah this is a bit of an aside but hey, we've got some time to kill mm -hmm. uh, i do enjoy being a more basic race where elves dwarves humans halflings that's fine uh, if you've got one half-fork, that's okay, but they become a sideshow. Uh, this campaign is all about the sideshow, Yeah. so it's required. The only human you'll see for the main party is Jim. Yeah. That is by design. And then kind of littered amongst, obviously, the common folk that we're trying to entertain. Yeah. Common folk are common folk. They're going to be mostly humans. If they're and not then, a human, they're probably significant. So... Or a bed. Or a bed, yeah. Which is probably significant, right? No. Don't worry Couldn't about it. Couldn't be. It's a sleepy bed. Just jump in. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, you got any thoughts to finish up? Hmm. Other than elves are bastards? Not really. Yeah, I think we covered that. Yeah. Uh, so, important things for our listeners out there. A, do the thing, Andrew. Oh, my God. It's my turn. Uh, on Wednesdays, we do a thing with the D&D. &D. I believe it's the Encounters. This is the Four Horsemen Morgantown location, comics and gaming. So if you're a local in Morgantown, feel free to stop by just about any time. 
Uh, Wednesday for the D&D, other nights for the other things. Stop in, say hi to Ron. He'll be the bald guy. Yep. And, of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, though I don't think we have any followers on there. Uh, Do you tweet? I don't even know how to tweet. I, I, I think I Twitter. I, I'm, I might tweety. I might twoot. Twoot. That sounds awful. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, all of those are at 4H of Roleplay. And, of course, you can follow the tag for Horp. For Horp. That's the best part. 4H ORP. Uh, we tag everything we do with that. So uh, feel free if you want us to do a specific thought exercise or uh, maybe you want us to build your favorite character. Ron's suggestion for next time is to tr- try to do a Wolverine clone uh, or something similar. So maybe we'll try that. And uh, definitely hit us up. Either tag your suggestions with at uh, hashtag for Horp or... Uh, hit us at 4H of Roleplay at gmail.com and we'll be sure to get it. All, All right. right. See you, nerds. Be-